You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening on a Wednesday here on Locked On NFL? I am Tony Wiggins. He is James Rapine. And we are uh, approaching, uh, this is hump day. We're getting to the final four of these playoffs, James. And we're going to take a little dive into it and ask some good questions and have some good conversation. How you doing up there in Cincy? Championship Sunday almost here. I'm doing well. I'm trying to stay warm, Tony. I, I checked the, the weather in your neck of the woods. Northern Florida, a little chilly. I, I saw it got in the 30s. Yeah, in the 30s a couple days ago. Yeah, it was warm uh, Sunday. And anytime that happens... Uh, when we get 65, 70 degrees, we always know this 30 degree weather's coming. And you know, the, 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 you wouldn't believe the panic going on around here, man. I'm telling you, people are running their water and their faucets, making sure they don't freeze up. I'm telling you, we, 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 act, we, act, we act like it's 30 below around here when it gets 30 degrees, man. So we're used to it, though, man. Urban's used to that Ohio weather. See, he brought that Ohio weather with him to Jacksonville. Yeah, but we know, I, I can tell you something, though. We want to know a secret? It won't last long. It'll be 70 degrees two weeks from now. So, you know, <laughs> don't brag too much, man. Yeah, I, still I, got, I still got a lot of winter left. By I the way, it. today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. Make sure you go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code locked on. You're going to get 20 percent off your next order. I don't know about you, Tony, but uh, I go for that mint brownie Built Bar. I love those Built Bars. I love it, too, man. I love it to death. Uh, my wife often, uh, you know, are you eating something else again? I said, no, baby, I can do this. This is good for me. This is good for me. So uh, I got to keep this figure right. Hey, man, um, Patrick Mahomes is a little bit unhealthy out there. Uh, conflicting reports a little bit about exactly what's going on with him, regardless if he's healthy or not. Are the Chiefs, in your opinion, invincible? Let's assume Mahomes is healthy. Are they invincible? Are they not beatable? Uh, or do they have to come out and make sure that they don't make mistakes just like everyone else? Oh, they're beatable. I actually think that the, the three teams remaining, all three teams can beat Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. I, I think it's it's doable. Now, uh, life in Kansas City is good because their ceiling is higher than these other teams. Because even though they have flaws and all four teams have flaws, at their best, they're better than the rest. Right. Regardless, doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers could have the game of his life, but if Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are clicking, then guess what? The Chiefs are going to win. And the same goes for Brady at this stage of his career in, in Tampa. And the same thing goes for the Bills on Sunday. So, uh, of course, if they come out and they play their game, and I thought they looked pretty sharp last Sunday against the Browns before that Mahomes injury and even after it, right? They stayed buttoned up and they didn't panic, even though the, the best player arguably in the league went down. Um, so I, I, I do think they're human, but they're, they're going to be really, really tough to beat. But the three teams that are remaining – there are formulas, there are paths where I think all three of these teams, starting with the Bills this Sunday, have a, a legitimate shot to, to pull off the upset and beat the Chiefs. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, you have to just look, it reminds me of the Patriots the year they came behind, from behind with Atlanta. They're the, the Chiefs are the one team that can get behind. And let's just say they're behind by 20 points. And they need to, because of time, they need to go score, stop, score. You know what I'm saying? Score, mm -hmm. stop, score, stop, yep. score. 
And and sometimes you get in those situations where every single one of those things has to happen because of the time constriction, because the other team's going to try to run out the clock. I have no lack of confidence that the Chiefs can score three straight touchdowns. Here's the difference with them and a lot of other teams. They also have the ability to go stop, stop in between those three. And they can do it because Tyron Matthews is a big play. Big play. He, he just finds a way. Chris Jones is very good. Uh, the defensive end, Frank Clark, can make a play. They can really do that because they have guys that can make those plays. So the key for me with them getting behind is not the score, 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 but it's the two stops that they would have to need in between so that they don't run out of time. I think they're the one team that can make those stops. And they're not going to panic. Right. I, th- I think you can, um, for as good as the Bills have been, they haven't seen everything and they don't have that championship confidence. A lot of people have talked about that this week. Andy Reid has the guts to go for it on fourth and inches with Chad Henney and throw the ball out of shotgun. Why? Well, when you have a ring on your finger, you just act differently. And he probably would have done that last year anyways, because uh, why wouldn't you have done it? It was such a great call and a, a smart decision. But you do act different when you've been there, done that. And I think that's what you can say with Kansas city. You're up on them 24, nothing. You're up, you're losing 24. They're going to act the same. And I do agree with you. I don't think that the the chiefs defense gets enough credit at times. Are they the best defense in the league? No, but situationally, they can certainly come up big. My favorite defensive player in the league. And he has been, by the way, since he was drafted. When uh, I, back in 2013, I said Tyron Matthews should be a first-round pick and all these dorks were mad at him because he smoked weed and got suspended at LSU. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? He should have been a first-round pick because he's one of my, uh, the, the league's best safeties. He's my favorite defensive player to watch. I love him, and he's perfect in that Chiefs defense. I was going to ask you about cold weather, but I looked up and the, none of these teams should be affected by cold weather. Now, I know you, you don't well, think Tampa. Well, well, here's the thing. Generally, when you talk about the effect of cold weather, you talk about the quarterback. I think the quarterback will be fine. Now, Fournette has played in cold weather. He, he had a couple of cold weather games in Pittsburgh and New England where he played pretty well. So I'm not really worried about him. Antonio Brown, if he's healthy, he's played in cold. He's played in inclement weather. Mm-hmm. You start looking at the other guys, uh, Mike Evans, not so much. But the third receiver, he, he played at Penn State. So or he might be the second receiver. But he's, he played at Penn State. So I, I really do, Godwin. Yeah. Right, right, Godwin and, and, of course, Gronk. The key is, is do the defensive players allow that stuff to get into their head? Because Aaron Rodgers is going to test those guys. Aaron Rodgers, playing against Aaron Rodgers, and, and no, no disrespect to Drew Brees, but at this stage of his career, you could kind of – line up and, and, and anticipate some things. You get in mm-hmm. trouble when you do that with A-Rod. You, you, you saw Jalen Ramsey. If you give him an inch, he's going to take it, and he's going to exploit you. No, I, I agree. I, I think that there is an edge. I think the Packers do have an edge over Tampa because that, that is their home, and you know it could be zero out, and they, they'll still feel comfortable. And some of those guys that you mentioned on the Bucks just haven't done that or haven't had to do that regularly. But I agree. I don't think weather is going to be a huge issue. Uh, the, the big issue in this matchup for me, and this is coming from the biggest Brady fan, maybe on the planet, certainly biggest Brady fan in Ohio, because he went uh, to the University of Michigan and beat right. up on Ohio State and all right. that, right? No one cheers for him here. But uh, 
I think Aaron Rodgers has the edge here in this matchup. He's playing great. He should be the MVP. Uh, I, I just, I love, think about this, the, the Packers, and I ripped them for not getting another wide receiver, but they might have the best quarterback right now in the way Rodgers is playing, the best wide receiver right now. And I don't really think that's debatable, debatable in Devontae Adams and the best, maybe outside of Andy Reid, off, you know, in, in Eric Bieniemy and the chief system, offensive system, the, the job Matt LaFleur's done. It, it, they're a well-balanced machine in Green Bay, and it's Aaron Rodgers, of course, but it's also Aaron Jones in that ground game. They can beat you both ways, which, like you said, it translates to the cold. And, you know, they're using Dylan now more in the running game. Sure. And, giving, and he's leaning on people. And I don't want to tackle those big quads, man. I don't yeah. know if you've seen no, those things. No, I have. I, I've seen those guns, brother. And the other thing is, remember when I said they needed some weight on them? They went and got snacks. They picked up snacks. You can't That's discount true. that because Brady's going to want to run to establish play action. He's going to run. He's going to give the ball to Leonard Fournette. He's going to give the ball to Jones. So that leads us to this. I'm going to ask you this question, and we'll do this in segment two. If all things are equal, if all things are equal, and you have only one game to win, which of the four remaining quarterbacks would you take to Ooh. win that one game? Man. We're going we're gonna to answer that on a Wednesday. I'm going to put James Rapine on the spot here on Locked On NFL. He'll answer that in the second segment. We'll do it in just a second. You're one of a kind, and so are your taxes. That's why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your tax situation, and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver or have questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process since most of your income last year came from freelance jobs. Or maybe you'd like to hand the whole tax filing process to an expert. When you're doing your taxes, go to TurboTax Live. It's the easiest way to do it, whatever your preference is. TurboTax Live tax experts are here to help, giving you the confidence to know that you're one of a kind, uniquely your taxes are done right. Make sure you go there right now. Into it, TurboTax Live. This episode is also brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. Good stuff, Jamie. We're back here on a Wednesday on Locked On NFL. I asked James a question when we went to break, <laughs> and I don't know if, Jamie, you want me to answer it first? Because no, I, no, no. You, you can put me on the spot. Okay, it's I'm going right. to put I'm you on the spot here on Locked On NFL. All things being equal, so you can't choose them based on their scheme and who their coach is. If you could take one quarterback that's remaining in the playoffs, just one, and you could use him to win one game, meaning the Super Bowl, who would it be? Why you got to make me go against my guy, Brady? This is obvious. It is. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Green Bay. I'm sorry, Bills fans. I know Josh Allen's been fun. 
and man, I, you're making me go against Tampa Tom Brady. It's it's my guy Patrick Mahomes. It's got to be Patrick Mahomes. He's been the best quarterback for the past three seasons. The the way he's played, the way you're on edge if you're rooting against Patrick Mahomes. That that that's the fear, right? That, that's what that's how you know, because Brady used to have that, and I still think he does to a degree. But if you give Brady any time on the clock, it was like, oh man, he's going to go score. He's going to go get a field goal before halftime. He's going to go cash in. Well, that's Mahomes now. And I just mentioned, once you won it and you win a Super Bowl and you have that W, your confidence is just on another level. And I think that's where the Chiefs are right now. That's where Patrick Mahomes is. So if I had to pick one, it's Patrick Mahomes. And even if they were an equal age, I just I think that, that he's the guy right now. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has to be two with the way he's playing three I'm not going against Tom Brady. I'm not ruling my guy, Tom Brady, out. I think he played really well the other day, by the way, against the Saints and managed that game against a better roster. The Saints so are I. a better team so than I. the Bucks. And you you saw my tweet and you called me out, right? Because I, I thought the Saints were just going to roll. I'm like, this is how it's going to go again? Because it, it was kind of following the same game script of their first couple of matchups. And then I would put Josh Allen fourth uh, after Tampa Tom. So what, what about you? What, what's your ranking? Who's your number one? I want to tell you, but before that, the reason why I tweeted that, because you were right, but I looked at the scoreboard and it was only six to nothing. And mm. that's why I was like, no, they should be way up by now because they were playing well on special teams. Uh, it was three and out, three and out, three and out for Tampa. They should have been way up. And I said, if Tampa survives this, they're going to win. And, and that's mm. exactly what happened. And by the way, if Tampa does that this week, that three and out, three and out, where it's just ugly, like three and five, let's chuck it downfield to Gronk and he has to dive and try to make the play. I hate that stuff. They're going to lose. If they do that this week and start out as slow as they did on offense, I promise you, it might not even be close in Green Bay. Right. Because the Aaron Rodgers is, is going to make you pay. So is that is that your guy that I just set you up? Is that who you have number one? Is it Patrick Mahomes? Who is you, it? You know, you're a walking segue for me, right? You, you are a walking segue <laughs> for me because you know damn well who I was going to say. At this point right now, oh, I don't on, think don't. anybody in the league is playing. Way. I think Aaron Rodgers right now, and I know he's had seasons. I know Peyton had a season, and I know there was a 50-touchdown season. All of these guys have had seasons, right? whether it's Mahomes, Peyton, Manning, but Rodgers, the way he's playing, I, I've never seen anything like it. The only thing I've seen like him is him. He, right now, I take Aaron Rodgers for one game over any quarterback playing and any quarterback not playing, by the way. I would. I'd take him for one game. And that's why, that's why, with all due respect to our Tampa listeners and with all due respect to our Buffalo, our Bills Mafia, you know we love him, right? I'm not going to say I want to see but I know a lot of people have told me, you know what they want to see? They want to see Rodgers and Mahomes going head-to-head in the Super Bowl. Now, like I said, that's not me, uh, Tampa fans, and that's not, not me, Bills Mafia, but a lot of people want to see it, and they want to see it for the reasons that I'm, I'm kind of intimating with you, and that what that is is this. Aaron Rodgers is probably a little bit sick of hearing about this dude Mahomes and getting this district. You know, if Mahomes had never come along, they would be right now considering Aaron Rodgers maybe the greatest physical specimen to ever play the position. Oh, come on. Come on. No. Come on, man. You got to admit it now. The dude is for real. And he can He's throw great. It. He's amazing. I agree. I, but come on. The greatest physical specimen to ever play the position. We get caught up sometimes. Arm, ta- arm talent wise? 
There's, I've never oh. seen, until Mahomes came around. I've never seen anyone. Well, I, you know what, Jeff George, but he wasn't as good. I've seen guys that have the arm Aaron Rodgers has in the ball placement, but they weren't as good at everything. This guy is efficient. He's he's a fit. It's like having the. It's like uh, Steph Curry. He can shoot it, but he's also efficient. It's like Kevin Durant. He can score, but he he scores without having to try too hard. To me, that's what Aaron Rodgers is. Everything just comes easy for him. I think Rodgers has evolved. And you saw that start last year, and he was really efficient last year, right? And this year, to your point, he was able to mold it together because he's always been great physically. And he's always been able to take those shots and make those crazy arm angle throws and push the ball downfield. But he's not as mobile now as he was seven, eight years ago. He just, and it's smart because he's had some injuries. And so you, you, you want to try to avoid some hits. So he's doing that, but he's found a way to be efficient like Drew Brees, but still push the ball down the field because of that arm talent. No, I, I mean, he, he's probably what a top five arm ever. I, I just don't know if it's the greatest. I, I hate saying that. The only, the only thing I admit is the greatest. I think Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback ever. Mm-hmm. Obviously he isn't the greatest physical athlete ever, right? He doesn't have the best arm or anything like that, but uh, one game, I just can't bet against Mahomes and Reed. Are, you know, are, are, are you, are you really going to, I mean, we could talk about this last next week if we get there, but you're really going to bet against Reed now and, and be enemy and those guys? I mean, I said Matt LaFleur except for, and I had a disclaimer, Reed and, and be enemy because they're, they're just such a well-oiled machine with the way they, they manage games, call games, and uh, the, the way they can catch uh, opposing teams off guard. Speaking of the enemy, is he getting a bad rap in your opinion? I'll give you mine real quick. I don't know how all these people uh, swear up and down he's a bad interview. I've heard him speak and I've heard him talk. And he sounds like a guy that you'd run through a brick wall for. Mm-hmm. I, I hate when everyone says, well, he's not calling plays. And Matt Nagy didn't call plays. And Doug Peterson didn't call plays under Andy Reid. Um, and Dan Campbell is obviously the tight ends coach in, in New Orleans. He didn't call plays. and You know, if if there's something about him you don't like, whether it's something personal in his past or, or maybe the lust of Andy Reed coaches is worn off because Nagy's not doing well and Peterson got fired, then just say that. But when you come up with these reasons and excuses that don't exist for other people, you can't help when folks think that maybe there's something else that you're overlooking when it comes to him. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I was up until this year, Tony, I I've compared it to Mike Zimmer because I covered Mike Zimmer in Cincinnati and he was a guy that was just too blunt in interviews and he interviewed with the Browns. Then he interviewed with this team and interviewed with that team. And year after year, he was turning out quality defenses in Cincinnati, but he wasn't getting a head coaching job offer. I remember. And And then he finally did in Minnesota. I think it was back in 2014, 2013, 2014 in that range and deservedly. So, but then you started to hear reports. Oh, he's just too blunt in interviews and things like that. And that's kind of what I said up until this year. But like now, like for enemy, like maybe he's just too real, <laughs> you know, and, and just too real in the room. And that's what you're hearing about the interviews. How do you not offer him a job? And, and I'm going to give you the landing spot. And it's not ideal for enemy. But if I'm Nick Casario of the Houston Texans, I just walked into this GM job. I have a, probably a five-year deal. I'm trying to repair things with Deshaun Watson. You know what I do with Deshaun? I tell him we are going to make the Houston Texans the next Kansas City Chiefs. 
and it's going to take a year or two, but we're going to evolve and we're going to get the cap space right. And we're going to find a way to just surround you with weapon after weapon after weapon. And you know what we're going to do first? We're going to bring in the coach that you need, Eric Bieniemy. That's who we're going to go get. And, and, and it's funny because, yeah, we're focused on if Bieniemy is going to get a job, is Watson going to get, get traded? I think Houston needs Eric Bieniemy. I don't think they can bring anyone else in, no one, to, to be the head coach of the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson get bought in and, and buy into their future. You bring in Bieniemy, he's the guy that can save Watson in Houston. Maybe it's too far gone. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm naive. But I think Bieniemy's the one hire where you get him and then you start to, to rebuild this offense and, and put it all around Deshaun Watson and make up for some lost time. I think they could do that and kind of reignite things in Houston. I totally agree with you. And there are a lot of teams around the league that need quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson, and, and they'd be in the market to take him. But they won't be able to get him because I don't think Houston's going to trade him, and I think they're going to do exactly what you just said. However, in our draft segment, two questions we'll, we'll, we'll go over. One, how many teams truly need quarterbacks that don't know it, right? Because there are a lot mm -hmm. of teams that need quarterbacks, but they either don't know it or won't admit it to themselves. And then we'll take a look at five prospects that regardless of where you're going to be picked or where they're going to be picked, that can make the most immediate impact, not have the best career, but make the most immediate impact in the NFL because of the position that they play or them just being physically ready to play. We'll do that in our third and final segment where we focus on the draft here on Locked on NFL on a Wednesday. Championship Sunday in the NFL, just a few days away. It's time to get off the sidelines, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to get in on the action. You're making the picks. You're debating it with your friends. You might as well get paid for it. There's only one place that has you covered, one place that Tony and I trust here at Locked On NFL, and it's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. Doesn't matter if you like Tampa Tom or Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau. Heck, maybe you like Josh Allen and the Bills to win it all. Bet it right now at betonline.ag. And here's the best part. They have odds for Super Bowl 55 already. So let's say you like the Bills over the Packers or the Packers uh, over the Bills. It doesn't matter the combination. You can bet it now and get the lines and the betting lines now so they don't adjust after championship weekend. So get off the sidelines, get in on the action, check it out right now. BetOnline.ag, use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, it's the draft part of the Locked On Wednesday show. We asked a couple of questions and talked about a couple of things that we want to talk about. We're going to name a few players that are going to be in the 2021 draft that I think can have an immediate impact. Some may surprise you and some are obvious they won't. But before that, when we focus on the draft, we have to focus on the quarterback position mm -hmm. and teams that not only, we know Jacksonville needs a quarterback, so they don't fit into this category, but teams that need a quarterback, but may not realize it or may not be willing to admit it at this point. I'll go first and I'll name a few. I think the Giants need a quarterback, but I think because of their commitment to Daniel and the way that they kind of closed the season out, they won't admit it. I don't think he's the answer. I've seen enough of him to realize that he can play in the NFL, 
I don't think Daniel Jones is the answer long term when you consider the other quarterbacks in the National Football League. Sure. Same, same thing for uh, Denver and Drew Locke. I know they got a different situation, but I don't believe that Denver is set at quarterback. Does it mean that Drew Locke can't play? No, it doesn't mean that. I just don't think that in a division with Patrick Mahomes, you're going to ever get over the top thinking that Drew Locke is going to be the quarterback to take you. And the last but not least, the Atlanta Falcons. I think it's time. I, I really do think it's time to do whatever you can and and send send Matty home to, to the Patriots of all places and see what you can do. But I think it's a good chance for the new regime to start over with a younger guy. I, Atlanta was on my list. That's one that, that stands out to me. I think you're going to have to rebuild, and whether it's this year or next year at, at some point. And by rebuild, it doesn't mean you're – down for five years, but it means seeing new faces, new receivers, new quarterback, new regime. Um, so, so I agree with you there completely on that one. I'll give you another one. What the hell are the Detroit Lions doing? Right, right. What, what, what are they doing? I, and Dan Campbell, I, what are they doing now? So you hire another defensive coach. Um, you're going to keep Stafford, I guess. You have the seventh pick. I think they could get a quarterback with that pick. Maybe you could move up. I, I just, what are you doing? So there's one. I'm going to give you another one here. And I think Carolina sort of knows this, so they might not fall into it, but Carolina. Mm. Teddy Bridgewater isn't going to get it done. And I, and I think they might know that. Like, like long term, I like Teddy. I think he's pretty I like good. him too. But, 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 he's, but I, I like him. Like when you like him, Tony, I, I'm talking about like the, the way he carries himself and his personality and, you know, all these other things. What Really, if you're down four with the game on the line, do you expect Teddy Bridgewater to chuck it? you know, get you 65 yards downfield at Lambeau. No. Cause, cause at some point if I'm that rule, I need a quarterback to do that. And so that's, that's it there. I agree with your Denver pick. Um, San Francisco, obviously I think Jimmy Garoppolo, that Garoppolo, that one goes without saying, but I'll give you one more. And I can't believe, I cannot believe they signed him to an extension last off season. It was completely ridiculous at the time. And uh, I have to look at the numbers again, but it's just insane that you'd want to tie yourself to Kirk Cousins for multiple more years. Unreal. You want to, you want to talk about a, a team that can't go anywhere. I think they have a top 10 head coach in Mike Zimmer. I think they have a pretty good defense, an elite running back, uh, elite skill players, and they don't have a true shot at contending because of their quarterback and Kirk Cousins. And I know it's hard. You want to talk about a team that should go all in for Deshaun Watson. Hey, you know, Minnesota in a dome. Hell yeah. Or sign me up for that. Find a way to do that. If but, he do it right because of the yeah, trade clause, but the trade clause, but, but I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you on Minnesota. What makes that a double whammy is he can't get you over the hump. Right. Mm-hmm. But he also precludes you because of his guaranteed money from signing anybody in free agency. And, and that's what hurts you. So you got to get better through the draft and through the draft alone or just through development. The reason why I asked that question in our draft segment is because there are some quarterbacks in the draft, but when you look at the final four, these are probably the top four quarterbacks in the NFL in our final four. And I don't think it's by accident. Deshaun Watson is a guy who could obviously be in that, in that group, but he's not. But I do think that when you look at Rogers, Mm -hmm. Allen, Mahomes, and of course the goat Brady, it's not a coincidence that the four best quarterbacks are playing for this thing down the stretch and you just can't get by with stopgap guys anymore or guys that can just be okay. You need guys that can just come out of that tunnel 
and you know you basically have Clint Eastwood on your side. You 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 have a gun on your side that's faster than the other guy, or is just as fast. Now, five guys in the draft that'll have an immediate impact. The obvious ones for me at the top of the draft, Trevor Lawrence. I think he's ready to play, mm-hmm. and I think he'll be put in a position. And he's exactly what Jack Jacksonville needs. So I didn't want to bury that and act like I was trying to be all woke with this. I think Jamar Chase, because of his physical nature, is ready to play. And I do think he's a better prospect than Devontae Smith. I watched, uh, I think it was your post. I watched, I looked at your post about uh, uh, Jamar Chase and I watched the highlight. It was like two minutes of highlight. And it reminds you, you didn't see him play this year, but it really reminds you of exactly how good he is. Before the catch, with his hands, after the catch, and he was whooping up on some real legitimate NFL uh, uh, caliber cornerbacks. And the the third guy, before I get to the last two, and I'll let you name some of yours, Patrick Sertain. I think that big physical corner that can play man bail and can tackle and he's long, and of course we know his dad could play. I think Patrick Sertain is going to have an instant, immediate impact in the National Football League. So you name three, and then I'll name my two guys that are that are kind of sleepers. Okay, I mean, to me, I think one, it's smart to go receiver all day long. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence, but I won't I won't pick him because obvious, right. Right. right? I think right away, Jamar Chase is going to just transform. I mean, this guy was playing ahead of Justin Jefferson. Right. He was the dude in LSU, not yeah. Justin Jefferson. And he was 19. And, and, right. And Jefferson put up 1,400 yards this year, rightfully so. Speaking of Justin Jefferson, I think Devonta Smith is a lot like Justin Jefferson. He's going into the NFL older, really productive final season, uh, a star-studded offense, record-setting offense. I think he can come in and instant impact guy that's going to just make game-changing plays. And I'll, I'll stick with offense because it's the theme here. Kyle Pitts, a guy you watch in Florida. I think he's going to have an impact. I really do. And uh, who knows if it delivers depending on where he goes. I've seen him go as high as five in some mocks and as low as, you know, 14, 15. If you get him 10 to 15, I feel good. Five, I think expectations might be too high. But uh, Kyle Pitts, I think he's a guy that could have an impact as well. Uh, I agree with all of those guys. I worry about Pitts' body in the NFL, but not his talent. And But he's working out with Shannon Sharp, so maybe he shows up a, a few pounds bigger and uh, can go to the right situation where they can use them in matchups. My two, not necessarily sleepers, but guys that won't be top 10 picks, uh, Najee Harris for obvious reasons, because Najee Harris, I think, was born a grown man. <laughs> so yeah, I, I really do think what he does in terms of pass protection, his ability to run inside and outside and to catch the ball, I think he's absolute. And because he shared time so much at Alabama, his body isn't beaten and bruised up for a guy who just seems like he's been there forever. I think Najee Harris is going to have a tremendous impact, and I think it's going to be better than people think because he's going to get picked later than he probably should, which means he'll go to a very, very good team and may even form a tandem with someone so that they can continue to use him. Because you see now we need two running backs per team now. So I think Najee Harris will have an instant impact. My other one is Joseph. I hope I say his name right. Joseph Asai. I've been watching tape. He's an edge out of Texas. He looks like a guy who was born to be a Baltimore Raven. He's 6'4", <laughs> 245, 250 pounds, sacks the quarterback, chases runners down from behind, is stout at the point of attack, plays out and gets interceptions and in coverage, 
and then runs after he gets into he looks like a guy that when they say describe an edge player for the Baltimore Ravens, Joseph Asai is it. And I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up there too, because that's just the type of guy he seems to be. Wow. Yeah. I, I need to, to watch him more. Not going to lie there. Um, I'm going to go with an obvious one too, since you went with Najee Harris, Micah Parsons. I think he has top five potential and we're kind of sleeping on it. I see a lot of mocks where he's like eighth and like Atlanta, I'm not saying you should take an off-ball linebacker with the fourth overall pick. Would I be shocked if they did that? No, uh, I wouldn't be at all. And, and I, I certainly see him as a top 10 player. I mean, he's just – you want to talk about having the body? <laughs> he's got the body to run and chase and all of that stuff. But but the other guy – and this is a first-rounder, but it's a guy I've been watching because – a potential first-rounder. I, I saw him in the second round too, and he could be a day-two guy. I like Tevin Jenkins at Oklahoma State. I, I think he can be – uh, this tackle class is pretty deep. It really is. I mean, there are guys outside of Penny Sewell's getting love, and you're going to see love for Rashawn Slater. But there are guys that are going to go early second round, mid-second round that are good. Jenkins could be one of them, depending on how he tests and some of these other guys test. So that's another guy that I would uh, I would pay attention to. Because if you can get – think about this. It, it, there's there's uh, so many teams starving for offensive line help. If you can get a potential starting tackle that's even league average as a rookie – plug and play in the middle of round two, that's amazing value. And, and I think there are going to be a couple of those guys in this draft. Yeah, the Darisaws, the Eichenbergs, uh, Leatherwoods. Yep, Eichenberg. Yep. And, 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 and how they test is going to – because there's a certain ranking now. That's going to change once the, the combine hits and, and we get some time. Dylan Radoon's a kid out of North Dakota State. Uh, you know, a lot of names and a lot of people that folks like. Man, so it's always fun to talk draft uh, because we're getting closer to that, but – it's hump day uh, in the week before our final four, so we'll pay attention to that. Uh, wherever you guys get podcasts, you can check out Locked On NFL every single day. We're on Wednesday, but it's great programming. Lots of guys uh, did a hit with Bo Brack and uh, your boy Q uh, last week with, with the Urban Meyer news. They're on Fridays. Uh, Carter Speaks and those guys are on Thursdays. And, of course, you can catch Ross and Luke Braun uh, on Tuesdays. And, uh, of course, on Monday, Peter Bukowski is laying it down. So um, I hope I didn't forget anybody, man. I got to make sure I mention everybody when it comes to that, but uh, just make sure you subscribe and listen every damn day. Cause we yep. got a great lineup. Yep. Great lineup. And uh, we really appreciate all of you guys, wherever you get your podcast, James, stay warm up there in Cincinnati. And I'll try to, uh, I'll keep cool down here next week when it gets hot. Oh, yeah. How about that? Yeah. You and your 70 degree weather yeah, and flip flops. Yeah. There, yeah, you go. Right. there you go, man. <laughs> All right, it's Locked On NFL on a Wednesday. James Rapine and Tony Wiggins. Until next time, take care of each other, and we'll holler at you.